Hello, and welcome to RD and the Inbetweens. I'm your host, Kelly Priest, and every fortnight I talk to a different guest about researchers, development, and everything in between. Hello and welcome to episode three of RD in the Inbetweens. This week, I'm joined by two of our PGRs, Sam Jones and Joe Southurst, who are going to talk to me about what it's like to be a distance PGR. So Sam and Joe were both distance students before COVID-19. And I think that this conversation is really timely because increasingly, we're all working as distance students and distance workers, but also the likelihood is that the sector is going to shift and we're going to have more and more people studying at a distance because hopefully our online provision and support is going to be even better than before. So Sam and Joe, are you happy to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Joe Southurst. I am a first year PGR in the College of Humanities. Um, in art history and visual culture and I am based in the Forest of Dean in Gloucestershire. Uh, hello I'm Sam Jones and I'm based in Tobermory on the beautiful Isle of Mull in the Inner Hebrides off the west coast of Scotland and I am second year part-time PGR in maritime history. So can I start by asking you both um, why did you decide to study at a distance? So for me, I actually did my MA by distance through Falmouth University. Um, I've been living in the Forest of Dean for over 20 years and I'm really established here. My husband's work is established here and I didn't want to up sticks and, um, and move to university. And I, when I started to look at the, P, the PhD course, I looked at my local university, which is University of Gloucestershire. And I also then looked at Exeter because of the distance programme. And for me, choosing a university where the supervisors match my kind of interests and can give me the best experience was important. And I wanted to study at Exeter, but I didn't want to move. So that's really why I chose the distance programme. And what about you, Sam? Um, for me, I think it was because um, the university has um, a specialist centre for maritime history. And I discovered that it was possible to do um, an MPhil or a PhD uh, via distance learning. So I got in touch with um, the department and said, this is the area that I'm thinking about working in. And they put me in touch with uh, Dr. Helen Doe, who is now one of my supervisors. Brilliant. And so can you tell us a little bit about the kind of day-to-day -day experience of being a distance PGR? Because obviously it's going gonna, it's gonna to be markedly different from those that are based on or living near campus. Um, well, for me, it's, I try to get myself into a routine and get obviously just the normal getting up and getting ready in the morning and then sit down with the computer to start working sort of between nine and 10 and having access to things like the shut up and write sessions um, have been really good because they give you some structure to your day and I then tend to work for two to three hours in the morning um, have a, a lunch break and try and then and do other things for a while look away from the screen and really refresh the brain and come back to it again in the afternoon but I think it gives you flexibility um, working 
actually at home as a distance student because if you're not well or like me you have a medical condition you don't have to work at set times you don't have to be in when other people are in the in an office if you if you're not feeling up to working in the morning you can always shift your day and work later and work into the evening so it, it gives you a lot of flexibility so days tend to be a bit more flexible um, but I try to get that structure in of trying to do two to three hours in the morning and two to three hours in the afternoon. What about you, Sam? Because you're obviously managing this um, part time with work. Yeah, I think um, I am. Um, I think it's I think the point that Joe has made about routine is a really, really important one. And this is kind of second time around for me. Um, I did a doctorate. Um, 28 years ago now. In fact, that's, I suspect there's some PGRs who weren't even born when I finished my, <laughs> <laughs> my doctorate um, previously. That was done full time with um, an economic and social research um, council studentship. And even then I um, had a routine. I was very lucky. I was at a research center um, in Oxford and I had, I shared an office. Um, so I had a routine then. My routine now as a part-time PGR is obviously very different. And I think that there, there's difference pre and post lockdown. Certainly pre-lockdown, um, I was juggling it with a full-time job. Um, so I would be working during the day and then take the dog out at sort of tea time, come back and then work on my on my uh, my my thesis um, for a couple of hours, and I'd usually spend at least one day at the weekend, if not a day and a half at the weekend, um, on 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 university work. Um, post lockdown has been very different for me because um, my contract work dried up, so I've kind of flipped around, and I'm now I've basically been been working full time, but generally working during the day. Um, which is, you know, has been fantastic. It, it certainly kept me sane, having having that discipline. And like Joe, I've been, you know, shaping my weeks around the, the shut up and write sessions and having the, those sort of two hours in the morning and then two hours in the afternoon. And, and, and I'll generally work on a little bit afterwards. Um, but it, it's it's just been fantastic. And it's, and it's a really, really supportive community. Um, I was taking part in them before and in, in webinars. Um, uh, you know, since I started in 2018, um, but they, I think they have a very different feel to them at the moment. Uh, it, it's just a really, really supportive environment and a, a, a great community. And I, I would recommend them to absolutely anybody. Definitely. They've made a huge difference to me as well. You know, lockdown has, has changed a lot of things for people. And although I was working from home um, on my PhD full time anyway, the lockdown had a different um, impact on sort of mental health and mental well-being in that being in a shielding group I can't go out mm. but having that community knowing that every morning or most mornings and most afternoons I'm going to be with a group of like-minded people who are sharing some of those um, issues has made a massive difference and like Sam it is you know I would agree it's been you know a game changer really having all of those sessions and access to those sessions um, that you can just dip in and out if you want to. It, it has been a tremendous thing, certainly during um, lockdown. 
because that was going to be one of my really um, crucial questions was about sense of connection and community. And you've both obviously really experienced that, particularly during lockdown. Um, I'm interested to know how you feel like the opportunities for connection and for engagement with the university, but also um, that sense of community, you know, has, has that changed? Has it got better because of lockdown? So has this kind of, I guess what I'm asking is, has lockdown provided kind of more opportunities for you as a distance student? Um, I think so. I mean, I, I've made quite a few trips down to the university to try and network with people before lockdown. And so had built up some friends within the art, history, visual culture um, area. And so that had been fine. But I think the Shut Up and Write sessions in lockdown have provided a wider range of people to connect with at different stages. So I think it has made a huge difference in lockdown and it has got better. Um, yeah, I think it's got better in lockdown for me. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I think like Joe, um, you know, I, I try and get down to Exeter um, when I can. Ironically, I haven't actually been on campus since May last year because I've been seeing my supervisors elsewhere um, in London, for example, and Bristol um, and having uh, Skype supervisions as well. Um, but certainly, uh, I, I really, really enjoy coming down to Exeter um, and going on to going on to the campus, going into the library um, and, and feeling connected in, in that way. And also you have some very nice breweries down in, in, in Exeter <laughs> and, and Devon. So that's always really nice as well. Um, but uh, I think things have got better um, after lockdown. I found there's been some really excellent um, College of Humanities webinars yeah. as well uh, that that uh, that Dr. Stacey Hines been um, running, which again I think have have, have uh, made me feel very connected. So we've talked a little bit about Shut Up and Write um, and the Doctor College webinars, and also Sam, you've mentioned the fantastic program that's offered um, in humanities. But what other ways do you primarily um, engage with and connect with the university as a distance student? I think there's a lot of engagement through um, Twitter yeah. as well and, um, you know, following those uh, different accounts and actually engaging with the conversations and discussions that's happening there. And that's not just with the doctoral college itself and the university, but also with, I mean, certainly for me, with the Department of Humanities, but with other PGRs. And there's often conversations going on sort of in that Twitter sphere that um, are really interesting as well. And that's that's another way that I found of of engaging and, and connecting with other other PGRs and with the university. One of the things I found um, really helpful is uh, the library and the ability to borrow books, um, obviously pre pre lockdown um, to have them posted out. Uh, I was very I was very fortunate. I managed to get hold of a uh, I think back in February of a book um, that was was sent out to me um, by the university library, uh, which if I hadn't had access to, I wouldn't have been able to write the, the thesis chapter that I've been working on for the last couple of months. But it also um, the support that you can access through the library online, um, there's a little chat box and I've 
had some some really really excellent help from 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 the library staff over the last few months you know if i've been struggling to access a journal or struggling to find something and um you know that that's 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 just been fantastic uh a really really good resource and, and another way in which you know you do feel you do feel connected and you feel supported as well what are the real challenges and the areas um that we need to improve I think a lot of it does go down to who you are as a distance learner as well, because you do have people who will just be content to sit back and not actually engage. But I like to engage with people, I like to talk to people. And I've not really had an issue connecting with people in that way. Um, I mean, I've en enjoyed everything so far and felt really supported and really glad that I chose Exeter sort of distance learning as opposed to Gloucester University which would have been on my doorstep and I could have been a face-to-face -face there. You've hit on the key point there Jo um, which is about yourself because obviously you know <laughs> the fact that I've asked you to be on this podcast um, means that we've connected virtually um, mm. and met fleetingly in person um, but you are both incredibly active on Twitter and in the Shut Up and Write groups and the various other activities in the community. And I think that's probably, well, like, no, I know that's why you're getting so much out of your experience mm. because, I mean, to get the most out of any research degree, you need to be proactive and you need to be engaging. But I think that's even more crucial when you're at distance it requires an awful lot of work on the part of the student and you both do yeah. that yeah it does I mean uh, it, during my MA which was a, a distance program we started as a cohort of 25 on the MA and people dropped out because they just couldn't deal with the fact that they were in this virtual community that was online and that was the way that you connected with people and even then when we had face-to-face -face events where we would meet up quite a few people wouldn't come because they couldn't make that transition between the two areas mm -hmm. so they couldn't transition from being distance to being face-to-face -face. or they were struggling themselves to actually engage with the content and engage with the rest of the cohort digitally they would struggle in webinars because obviously they they just couldn't actually make that transition from real life into the digital world and i think if you're the kind of person that is going to try and get the most out of it and you are prepared to put some work in to make those connections i think that it's, it's all there for the taking it is down to you to actually make a bit of effort too no one's going to hand it you on a plate no. and say here you are here's your nice little your little group <laughs> that you're going to talk to you do need actually need to go hello i'm here i'd like to be involved how can i be involved and i think you know your personality if you're deciding to do a distance learning program you really need to look at are you a disciplined and organised individual and can you actually make links with people over sort of digital and virtual networks? I think that's absolutely right, Joe. Uh, I think, you know, I think it's it's like many things in life, the more that you put into it, the more that you, you get out of it. And, uh, you know, I, I know that I'm very fortunate that I've um, worked from home for the best part of 20 years, you know, obviously with, with travelling around and travelling into workplaces and things. But um, so, I'm used to having that that discipline. I I have a, a spare bedroom, which is 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 
basically it's it sounds it glorifies it to call it a study to be honest it's just full of piles of books and and papers and and photography gear and stuff like that um but i i have that space where when i'm in here i'm either working or i'm studying uh you know it's it's not somewhere where i'll come and sit in at night to watch watch a film on my my screen or whatever so i have that difference between you know when i'm in my kitchen or i'm in my lounge that's my kind of downtime when i'm in here i'm either working or i'm you know doing university stuff or i'm doing rnli stuff so i think you know i'm very lucky that i've got that and i i know that you know more widely in in the community you know sort of outside the university that i know that during lockdown a lot of people have been struggling with that transition from being in a workplace to all of a sudden working from home and having to do homeschooling at the same time uh finding out that your partner's got really irritating habits that you've never <laughs> noticed before <laughs> and you know so so i kind of i i feel that i've 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 kind of coming from quite a strong position anyway but I, I think it I think it's true it is it, it is what you what what you put into it what you if what you choose to invest you know you will get repaid uh you know in in triplicate I think the one thing that that I think I I, I miss um is obviously having that face-to-face -face contact having you know being able to pop into you know if you were based at the university being able to you know go and chat to other PGRs um you know just without having to sort of arrange a call or, or, or whatever. And I think just going into the library and being able to browse, you know, it's great being able to search the catalogue and look on, you know, I mean, the, the, the electronic resources that we have now, I mean, I don't know how my, I managed to complete a doctorate <laughs> in 1992, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how that worked. Um, I know I spent a fortune on photocopying, that's for sure. Um, but uh, you know just being able to go and browse the shelves and think oh that's that's interesting that that's an angle that I haven't you know I haven't thought about um so I think you know and I I just I just love libraries and bookshops Oof. anyway um so for me you know whenever I'm 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 down in in Exeter then you know I do spend an inordinate amount of time in in the library quite often browsing books that are not <laughs> to do my PhD. So, oh. <laughs> so yeah, I, I but I, I think um for me I find that it's working very well. It was working very well before lockdown. I've got two great uh supervisors, um very, very supportive, Dr. Helen Dunn, uh, Dr. James Davy. And but I think since lockdown, um, you know, I think it, it the, I think there's been like a step yeah. change, really. And I, I, I do think a, a lot of it has been the Shutterman Wright groups. It's, you know, they, they have been, I think they're a real success story at the moment. Definitely. And I think for people who are used to being actually at the university, realising that this can all still happen in the virtual world and they can still feel connected. I think that it's actually been quite a, an eye opener for them and perhaps makes them realise how different it is being a distance student um, but actually for a lot of those people who have been struggling potentially with having to go and work from home or going back to their families and working from their childhood bedrooms they realize that they can still connect with people and I think you know in that respect I think Sam and myself are lucky because you know we chose 
this way to learn um, other people have sort of been thrown in the deep end so I think we've been a bit perhaps a bit more resilient to the the changes and the issues around lockdown um, but you know I think that's made a big difference for us being able to actually help other people as well saying you know it does work this way you can learn this way and you can make steps and progress and I think um, yeah yeah so I say I think we're a little bit lucky in that respect because we were used to it but I think it has got a lot better and that community is building and building and building. Being proactive and getting the most you can out of the experience seems to have been the the thread of this whole conversation. Um, that, you know, being a distance student requires you to be much more proactive. Um, but because it requires that of you, it has the potential to make the experience richer. I think um, I think project management is is uh, is really important as well. And I've worked as a program manager and a project manager in in previous lives, and I think that's a really useful skill to bring, um, especially at the moment now, where a lot of people there, you know, they may have had really good um, uh, project plans for their research, and all of a sudden it's they've just been torn up. You know, um, people are unable to get into labs. People are unable to go and um, carry out, you know, face-to-face uh, -face interviews if they're working in, in social science, for example. Uh, and those of us who are working in history are unable to get into archives. There is, you know, there is material available online, but um, you know, the the really important yeah. stuff, you know, inevitably generally isn't. <laughs> um so it's you know it's having to then re you know re-plan and and not and, and having your project plan being a living document as well not just sort of producing it and then thinking well that, that i've done that for the upgrade and now just sort of crack on and you know put it away in a in a drawer somewhere it, it's it's actually living that and and managing risk as well because you know the future is uncertain you know, uh, from a personal perspective, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back into um, the archives that I need to, to get into. I mean, I'm fortunate, I'm still at a relatively early stage um, because I'm only in my second year part-time, so first year equivalent. So there is a lot that I can still be doing, but there is gonna come a point where it's kind of, I really do need to get into the archives or get back into the archives. And um, so it's, 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 it's very challenging. And I think it's, and I think, so that's a sort of extra layer of challenge, if you like, um, to people who are perhaps not used to, um, to, you know, to working from home, to working from, from a distance. And that gives you another scale, obviously, that we could have brought up earlier about resilience and actually re being able to bounce back when things are presented to you that are beyond your control that affect your work and actually being able to to think outside of the box almost and, and think of another way of attacking some of that work and perhaps progressing with a different part being able to pick things up and put them down and I think being distanced does give you a lot of resilience and a lot of ability to be able to be flexible in what bit you might be able to do because of the resources and things that are available to you at that point in time. If there are people listening who are thinking about starting a distance research degree or even changing yeah to 
studying at a distance if they're midway through what advice would you give them i think the main thing for me would be be realistic about whether or not you are disciplined and organized enough to do it from home because it sounds great working from home but if you are just going to be at home distracted by the telly and your family and your animals or other activities and you're not going to commit to it um i think that you need to give it some serious thought you need to understand that it's still a research degree it is still either full-time or part-time and you need to commit a certain number of hours to it in order to get the most out of it and i think if you and if you don't have a supportive network around you of people who understand that when you're at home it's not that you're at home and you're available to go out for coffee or whatever that you are at home and you are working then that's also quite important and being realistic about where you might work you know do you have that space at home do you have an area that is good for reading an area good that's good for writing those kind of things or being creative whatever it is you need to do so you need to make sure that you've got access to those spaces um, that you can distinguish between that and your home life basically i think that's all really really good advice i think it's i think you have to ask yourself very 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 um firmly do you have the commitment do you have the passion to do this because when you're waking up on a, a Sunday morning, if you're a part-timer like me and the sun is out, your friends are, you know, having a barbecue and you've got to set, you've got to spend eight hours um, reading about Victorian charity and philanthropy, uh, you know, because you, you, you have to, you have to have that commitment. You have to have that discipline. Um, and it, it, you know, it's, it's not always easy. I had some very good advice from a friend who'd done an open university degree who said, uh, you know, when you come to, to do your studying in the evening, don't take a break from, 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 you know, don't have some downtime between work and study because you'll, you'll not do it because she said that that's what I found is that I, you know, if I just thought oh, I'm just going to have half an hour. And, and you know watch the news or whatever then before you know it you're you, you know it's two hours later and you're actually I'm too tired and so I, I, I it goes back to this point of that routine is you know I would finish work take my dog out for a, for a walk come back and then bang um into into the studying so it's having it's having that commitment you know do you do you care do you really really care about this 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 thing that you want to research because that you you need that that fire to keep you going when yeah your mates are all having a lovely barbecue in the sun and you know on the one day that the sun comes out up here in scotland and and you, you've got a deadline you've got a you know you, you you've got to to stay indoors and um so it is and i think i think the, the point that joe made as well about having um a support network around you uh is is really important and having a, a workspace is is really important and just if you're if you're the right you know if you're the sort of personality who is willing to be proactive and is willing to 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 make to make the most out of out of this and 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 to keep going i i yeah i think I, I, those are all the, the sort of things that i would say but if 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 you want to do it the support is there for you from the university um 
definitely and you know you'll you'll find it ironic i didn't actually i hadn't actually visited the first time i visited the campus at exeter was for my pgr induction because i knew i was going to be working at a distance and what mattered to me was was having the, the sense for maritime history there having having that 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 um interest there and, and having been able to access the support so it was a really lovely surprise when i turned up and realized that it was really really beautiful campus and i think our beautiful campus is probably a really good note to end on thank you so much to sam and joe for taking the time out of their day to talk to me about being a distance pgr and really share some um, important insight into what that experience is like and the kind of person you need to be to undertake a research degree at a distance. This is gonna become more and more popular, I think, in the kind of post COVID-19 world. And so I think it's, it's crucial that we get the message out about how positive and connected and supportive that distance research experience can be. And that's it for this episode. Don't forget to like, rate and subscribe and join me next time where I'll be talking to somebody else about researchers, development and everything in between. Thank you.